Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're having an exceptional week. I know I say that every week, but who doesn't want to have an exceptional week, right? (laughs) I think I'm right on that without a doubt. So today I am going to talk about International Happiness Day. Today marks one year that this podcast has launched. And I remember launching it on that date knowing that I may not get a whole lot of response from social media because it was on a Saturday and I know typically the times that people see your post or not necessarily on a Saturday, but the day meant so much to me because it was several years in the making. And to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure if I've already shared this or not. So if I have, please forgive me for retelling this story. But at the end of 2019 is when I felt a strong calling to start a podcast And it was something that I couldn't get out of my head. I wasn't even praying on it because my business coach at the time, she shot it down and she was like, don't focus on a long-term marketing strategy that is not going to convert right away. And something just kept pulling me back to having this podcast that It's something that I really was passionate about because ultimately I wanted to show up where I felt most comfortable, where I felt in my element, and it was just 100% in line with who I am. And not only that, I wanted to help people and not everyone is in a place of taking this step to work with someone on what they're going through. And that's okay. I know that when I was at my most burned out, I almost hit a threshold that was over the let me work with someone because I felt so hopeless that I didn't think that anyone could help me. I was that low and that clinically depressed And I had been for quite some time, so it was hard for me to even think about working with someone. I remember my husband telling me, you should go see a therapist because obviously, you know, you need help and you're not doing so well emotionally, mentally, and you can't turn off work. It's You just can't. You're addicted. And at the time, it was this avoidance. It was this, oh, that's not true. But deep down, of course, I knew it was true. And I was getting to the point where I was starting to admit to myself, I was starting to admit to others that, yes, I do need help. And having a podcast like this would have really helped me. And then, two, it would have probably pushed me to work with someone. And that would have been the catalyst that would have move me into a totally different direction. So I have to say I do not regret it because I went on this self-discovery path of figuring it out for myself, getting back in faith with God and getting back to the roots of who I am. So, so many amazing things happened because I didn't. I figured it out myself, essentially. And that is essentially why I'm here today, because I feel like everyone needs 
to have someone that they can turn to when they need help, especially when it comes to burnout, when it comes to being addicted to work, when it comes to just going through hard things in life. It's one of those things that oftentimes as humans, our natural reaction is, A, I don't have a problem. And then B, once you do realize that you have a problem, you think that you can fix it. So then you try to do all of the things to fix it on your own because the interesting thing is you know what you're capable of. You know what you're like at your best. So you're constantly trying to get back to that place of being at your best. But the unfortunate thing is, and one thing that many people don't realize is that in the current state that they're in, there's no way that they can get back to their best unless they follow certain steps, unless they get help. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to work with someone, but it means that you need to sit down and you need to start asking yourself the questions of how did I get here? And you need to look at them objectively. And I've talked about this in a lot on this podcast. But ultimately, everyone needs to hear that, right? So having someone like myself, having a podcast, it's so important to me because many people aren't ready and they go through these phases of denial and then it's everybody else's fault and then they're trying to fix it and then that's not working. And that's when oftentimes they realize, well, wait a minute, I probably do need help. There's nothing wrong with needing help. And that's where someone like me can come in and say, not only is help helpful, but ultimately, once you overcome this battle with burnout or overcome this battle with stress or whatever battle it is that you're facing in your personal life and your career, ultimately, once you clear that, it ultimately helps you move on to the next phase of your life where you can pursue that dream that you've wanted to for so long, but you did not have the courage to. You're finally able to open up that space and actually do the thing that you've been wanting to do. Or if you want to go for that promotion, if you want to transfer careers, whatever it may be, you really can't get to that catalyst. You can't get to that point unless you clear the obstacles, unless you overcome the issue that you're currently dealing with. And even if it's an issue of you're going through the motions, there's no way that you're going to be able to get inspired and motivated enough if you're just going through the motions in order to go into reaching a goal such as transferring careers, starting your own business, getting that promotion, whatever it may be. And mind you, when you do work with someone, your income potential will eventually go up. So it is overall worth it. (laughs) Does that make sense? Not only are you going to change your life permanently when it comes to your mental health, you will have the potential to make more income have more of whatever it is that you're looking for in your life, whether that's happiness, whether that's income. And let me tell you, the two do not necessarily depend on one another. But that's a story for a different podcast. Anyway, that is the advantage. And that's why starting this podcast was so instrumental and it was important to me because I know that that's what I needed when I was burned out. And I think if I would have listened to someone else like me, I would have eventually said, yes, I'm going to. I'm going to pull the trigger and I'm going to get the help that I need because it's ultimately going to improve my relationships. It's going to improve my mental health. I'm not going to consistently beat myself up again. It's worth it being comfortable and confident in my own skin. It's worth it to be confident in front of my peers in the workplace setting. And it's worth it because eventually I can go after that promotion or whatever that may be. 
And so it's worth it 100%. But sometimes you need to hear things over and over again. Sometimes you need to hear different things in order to get to that point. Because when you're in burnout or when you're going through hard times, like I said, it's a process. My goal is to get to you before you ever feel hopeless, before you ever hit rock bottom like I did. And that's the beauty of getting help from someone else is that you do not have to go through the rock bottom, right? Like you can totally avoid that, bypass that, and ultimately get much faster results than someone like myself did that I had to hit rock bottom and then I had to go on this long self-discovery process and figure out how to overcome burnout and do all the research and all the things, right? So that's why it was important to me. So moving on, I then was pregnant with my second baby and I was so excited because I wasn't feeling sick like I was with my first baby. And oh my gosh, I was just to the moon excited because I don't know, I was just so happy to be pregnant. And then all of a sudden, boom, after a month of feeling amazing and thinking, oh, I can continue this business and grow this business. It's in a really good place where it was at the time at the end of 19, moving into 2020. And I was so excited for the future. And then one day, all of a sudden, the pandemic hit. And then I think about a week or so after was when I became so physically ill with my second. And I thought, okay, I remember going through this with my first. I remember the foods that I needed to eat in order to make myself feel better. I needed to make sure that I ate pretty much like grazed all the time and so that I wouldn't get a headache. I wouldn't get nauseous, all of the things. None of it worked. Absolutely none of it. It was so ridiculous, right? And that's at the point where I basically felt incapacitated to even take care of my one and a half year old at the time. And it was just a horrible feeling. And again, I thought, oh, it'll pass. It's just the first trimester. It'll pass. I'm going to get out of it in the second. And then things are going to get better. Well, nope, didn't pass. Didn't pass in the third. And so, yeah, essentially after a while, I remember just finishing out the contracts that I had with my current set of clients and I did not try to renew them. None of that jazz. Didn't try to get any more clients because just showing up to an hour call at the time with how sick that I was, was it just felt like too much because I'm the type that I need to feel 100%. I want to provide you my best. I'm also a strategist, not only a coach. That's my bread and butter, as you know, being in human resources. And therefore, (laughs) I knew at that point that I had to respect the body, essentially. I had to follow what made the most sense for me. And that was not pushing myself to do things that I knew I really couldn't do. And whenever you set a goal and you know you're not physically at your best and you know it's just not a good time, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to do the thing and then you're going to beat yourself up over it and you're going to get disappointed in yourself, all of the above. So instead of doing any of that, I just, I paused the business. And then after I had Amelia, my second baby, it was like the sickness immediately went away. I was at the point where I'm like, let's get up and let's do jumping jacks. Let me go for a three mile run because I haven't been feeling well for 10 months now. And boom, I'm feeling amazing. Moral of the story, I didn't put on the podcast because my plans got derailed and I dreamed up the podcast in 2019, end of the year. So then 2020 came into effect and I didn't have Amelia until the end of 2020. And then I think three months after having her, 
I had this pit in my stomach that I was like, I have to get back out there. And I decided after taking one look at the calendar and looking back at the previous year of what my goals were, an International Happiness Day, it was there for the taking. And I thought, you know what, this is what life is all about. I'm tired of hearing over and over again from everyone in the corporate setting, when I was working in the corporate setting, my friends, my family, my clients that come to me or want to work with me. And they're all on this bandwagon of, I'm an adult and I have responsibilities and my circumstances run my life. And therefore, I don't have the ability to make time for happiness because it's almost like that mental health, right? It's like your mental health is a, I don't have time to make time for my mental health, (laughs) which is hilarious because then we beat ourselves up when things don't go our way or we don't meet our goals or we're not as successful as we want or we don't feel like we're being the best in our personal lives or showing up for our family and friends. And we wonder why. It's because we're never giving ourselves the time to refuel, replenish, to be our best. So who wants to be on this hamster wheel of feeling like I can always do better? Why am I not doing better wheel, right? Nobody. So that's when I was like, I'm making this happen. I'm moving into putting this podcast. So The podcast started out as a everyone telling me it's a waste of time and me feeling like God put it on my heart for a reason. And that was to help people, the people that just didn't want to be helped, didn't think that they needed the help. Right. That was the whole point was, yes, you do need help and I'm going to help you in any way that I can. So this podcast has been a long time in the making, and that is why International Happiness Day means so much to me. So I am going to stop telling you my whole full-blown story, and I'm going to dive into three things that have completely revolutionized my life that A, keeps me happy on a daily basis, and two, when I experience disappointment, when I experience failure, when I am having a hard time, I know that everything is going to be okay and it gets me through the difficult times happily, believe it or not. So first and foremost, I would have to say that my faith has revolutionized my life and it has sent me down a rabbit hole of self-development. And that leads me to how God has really revolutionized my life. But number one, the one way that I have completely strengthened my faith, strengthened the hope that's in my life, is by finding my God-given purpose. So for most of you, if you've listened to me before, thank you. And if you haven't, I appreciate you being here. Ultimately, four years into my career, I was asking God to show me my purpose because I knew that human resources was a stepping stone. I knew that there were so many elements that made sense for me in HR. I loved what I did. I was good at what I did. There were also areas that I didn't love and that I really didn't have any desire to be good at. So I made no <laughs> no attempt to dive into, let's say, for example, benefits wasn't my area of interest. So I didn't necessarily do the self-development in that general area because I didn't want to. Employee engagement. Another thing, I didn't like planning parties. I didn't like the strategy around that. That was not something that was interesting to me. 
So ultimately, in human resources, you kind of get thrown anything and everything that people in other departments, they don't know what to do with. Oh, I'm not sure what it is. I'm just going to throw it at HR. So at that point, it took away from my overall mission and the reason why I went into human resources to begin with was to be a change maker, was to make a huge impact for the employees and for management. And in so many ways, I was able to do that. But when you're juggling anything and everything and you don't necessarily have a narrow focus, it's much harder to make a larger impact because you're moving the needle in so many different areas that you can only move it so far. And I knew that my purpose in life was to make a big difference, not just a, I'm going to try to make a difference, not a, I'm going to try and fail. Like I was done moving the needle just a little bit. I wanted to make a big difference in people's lives. And that's when I knew that human resources, it gave me all the ingredients that I needed to be successful moving on. But I did not know what that looked like. I just knew that it was not it. So I was asking God for four years straight to show me what my purpose was. And then I finally followed his path, which was to slow down, take a step away from work, and to focus on my mental health. And when I did that, it was very difficult because I was walking away from a very well-paying job. And it's hard to do, especially with a new member of the family. We just had a baby at the time. But I knew that the cost of continuing to go versus to slow down and stop was much greater than I was willing to risk and willing for it to cost me. So ultimately, what happened was I went down this self-discovery path because I followed the steps that he wanted me to take and slow down. And he provided He provided tenfold for us. We were very lucky and I'm very thankful to this day. And that's how I know it was a God plan. Um, And it wasn't a terror Adam did anything right plan. It was just a I followed his steps and he provided for us. So, so thankful. And so what happened was I went down the self-discovery path and I found my purpose. And once I found my purpose, I knew Everything just in my life made sense. All of these situations that I've gone through in life, my strengths, my weaknesses, everything started to make sense. And that's when I took a look in the mirror and had to look objectively and had to look and say, okay, what is it that is stopping me from pursuing my dreams? What's stopping me from following my God-given mission? Once I discovered this, my approach to life just totally changed. It made me have such faith and hope in God that I necessarily didn't have before. I definitely had strong faith in God before, and I had hope before, but this changed me mentally. It was like the biggest switch. I can't even explain it, and that's why it's one of those things that I'm passionate about and I teach in my programs is how to find your purpose because it allows you to look at yourself objectively and to ultimately conquer the fears that are holding you back from pursuing that God-given mission or pursuing your goals in general. So for me, it's given me the ability to overcome many of the fears that I've had and objectively work on my weaknesses and not look at my weaknesses as, oh my gosh, I am so terrible. I suck at that. No, it's more of a, I need to understand it so that I can maybe partner up with someone that is what I need, right? Or if it's a weakness that I actually do need to work on and that 
it's important for me to be at least mediocre at in order to pursue my mission, then that's what I need to do. So I started to be able to look at everything in an objective way. And that way I was able to conquer some of the fears that I had. So for me, it was people pleasing. It was caring about what other people think. So as a result, that's one of the largest behaviors that really burned me out. I wanted to help everyone. That's why I went into human resources to begin with. Wanting to help those around me was a way for me to get people to like me, to get people to approve of me. And therefore, I would spread myself out too thin. And that was one way that I people pleased. So I was, in other words, a yes person, my friends. And in addition, wanting to seek the approval of others, it sometimes can stop you from putting yourself out there. So for me, in order to follow my God-given purpose, I needed to put myself out there and let the world know that, hey, I am a life and career coach and I can help you overcome burnout and meet your career goals. That was my mission. And in order for me to actually help people, I need to tell people about what it is that I do that required me to get real, that required me to pretty much hold nothing back. And so going from, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of presenting, I'm afraid of showing up in front of the public, I'm scared of how they're going to think that I look or if they think that I'm going to sound stupid or incompetent or who does this girl think she is, whatever. All of that, it stopped. I essentially did not care anymore. And I moved my mindset, which is one way that I have achieved happiness. And it's one way that you can too, is I changed my outlook to, it's not about me. People truly do not care if you're perfect. People may focus on you for a moment when you do that Facebook Live or when you do that presentation in front of the board meeting. But then what they do is right after you're done presenting, my friends, they go back to what they were doing, which typically 99.9% of the time revolves around them. And therefore, it really gave me the freedom when I moved into it's not about me. Like, nobody cares, right? Of course, I want to leave a lasting impression. Of course, I want to leave a good impression on potential people that want to work with me and I want to help people. But at the end of the day, it's not about me. And because it's not about me, it truly let me be free to be myself without any anxiety or worry about what everyone else is going to think of me. So that ultimately went away. I changed my mindset to it's not about me. And that came from me finding my God-given purpose. In addition, finding my God-given purpose, it was such a profound moment in my life that has changed my life forever. And because it has transformed every part of me, I now have this unwavering belief in God. And Additionally, before I went from, I'm not going to tell anyone about my faith because when I was in HR, there's just certain things you don't talk about. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. All of the things, right? There's just certain things that you really don't talk about because everybody has a different opinion on. But for me, now it's like I have the freedom to be myself and that's one area I'm not going to hold back. And if you don't like it, then move on. I don't care, right? And that's a beautiful thing to not give a shit what people think about you. <laughs> Excuse my French, but if you've noticed on the other podcast, I have told you that I do curse occasionally. And that's one religious norm that I'm trying to break. Be you unapologetically. 
So finding my God-given purpose has allowed me to be myself, my friends. It's given me back the confidence. And then in addition, when things have gotten tough or when I've experienced failure at doing different business strategies and things of that nature, I know in my heart that without a doubt, everything is going to be okay. So that's another way that finding my God-given purpose and that my faith ultimately has changed. I've now changed my mindset to everything happens for a reason. God has plans for good, not for harm. He has plans to prosper, to give us a future. And therefore, when something doesn't go my way, here's three things that I automatically think of. I get curious. I think when something doesn't go my way, when I feel a sense of failure, disappointment, whatever it may be, I take it as what can I learn from this? I get curious. I don't take it personally. At the end of the day, too, you are going to experience emotions, right? You're going to experience the heartache that comes along with things not going your way. And the only way to get on the other side of that is to work through it. So I'm not saying that you're not going to feel like crap. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I shift it to, okay, everything happens for a reason. So A, what is that reason? What is that reason? Why is this happening? I try to learn from it. So that's number one. Number two, it was meant to happen in order for me to meet my bigger goal. So therefore, God has bigger plans for me than I could ever think, hope, or imagine. And therefore, when something doesn't work how I planned it, I then am reminded that I do not necessarily have control over the how. I know that it's going to work out. I know it's going to work out for the good, right? But that doesn't mean it's going to work out how I expected, how I planned for it, how I hoped for it. It may not even come my way in a logical manner. It may not come my way in a way that I could have ever of thought or imagined. It may not even be on my radar as something that I'm even aware of. And therefore, I let go of the how and I just have faith that it is done. It's done. Things are going to work out and I will meet my goals. I will get to the point where I know I'm meant to be, but it's just not necessarily going to be how I planned for, how I expected, how I wanted it, right? So I let go of the how and I ultimately am reminded that I am not in control, my friends. God is in control. So that is one of the ways that my purpose has helped change me and my faith ultimately. Now, another way is I infuse my day with things that refuel me. I focus on God throughout my day because ultimately having those self-help and those inspirational devotionals come my way, it makes the most sense for me. Some people like to hear music. Some people like to read. Some people like to watch video. Some people like to listen to podcasts. And for me, I really stay in touch with God throughout the day by doing my daily devotionals. I get a bunch of different emails. So for me, I like to read content. I am subscribed to Proverbs 31. I receive a devotional from them. I receive a devotional from Rick Warren. And honestly, Rick Warren, on a daily basis, I can't tell you how many aha moments that I have just from that short, small little email. He fills it with gold, my friends. And it's so applicable to your life. Even if you're not a Christian, I am telling you, you have to subscribe to it because it is so applicable to every single one of us. So the funny thing is about Christianity and self-help, the principles are so 
similar. The Bible actually teaches cognitive behavioral therapy, (laughs) which is crazy. This was written so long ago, right? And cognitive behavioral therapy became something more recent, which is your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions propel you to take action or inaction, which is what your results are, right? So the Bible actually always, always, always talks about your thoughts create your emotions that set you into action, right? So it's funny how sometimes each area like self-help and Christianity can be pitted against one another, but their teachings are the same. Anyway, I digress. So that is ultimately how I infuse God throughout my day. I listen to podcasts also. I'm always listening to Rick Warren. When I really want to pick me up and I am in a place where I'm a little down, I listen to Joel Osteen. I listen to several different types of podcasts that ultimately help bring teaching self-help into my life and really get me back on track. So it's always keeping me in this positive space. And another thing, and you can do this whether you're a Christian or not, is I have appreciation and gratitude constantly throughout the day. Essentially, you know, when it's a beautiful day, I'm constantly saying, thank you, God, for the blue sky. Oh, my gosh, it's beautiful out. I just take in my surroundings and I'm just so thankful for it. Seeing my kids smile, seeing them laugh, making them laugh, you know, them actually napping like that is a beautiful thing. I'm constantly like, thank you, Lord, for the nap because I needed that time to myself. Or when I have a really productive day or I help get a client a breakthrough or even when I have the courage to have those tough conversations. So that's one of the ways that I'm constantly able to keep my happiness throughout the day is just being grateful and appreciative of the things that are happening to me throughout the day. Okay, And then, like I said, when they don't happen the way that I want them to, I often always go back to that mindset of everything happens for a reason. How can I learn from this? Just because it didn't happen how you wanted it to doesn't mean it's not going to happen ultimately, right? And this had to happen for me to reach my bigger goal. So yay for this crappy thing that happened, right? So Let's see. Those are the ways that ultimately help me. Now, one thing that has also, this is the second, I'm sorry, this is the third thing. The first two umbrellas, essentially, the first two are finding my God-given purpose and my faith. Those two have revolutionized my life. The third thing is I sat down and I finally asked myself, what do I need in my life to make me happy? So if you haven't listened to episode 19, How to Live a Happier Life, I encourage you to go do that because I sat down and I filtered out the shoulds, the have tos, what society thinks I should do, what my family thinks that I should do, right? And I just got down to who am I? Who am I? And what do I need? And for me, you know, I grew up an only child, so I need independence. I need time to myself. If I don't have that, I sometimes can get easily frustrated, irritable, because I just need a little bit of time to myself. I need time with my friends. I need to feel like I'm being a good mom, a good wife. I need to feel accomplished in my career. And therefore, that's when everything kind of revolutionized and changed for me. This is actually part of the catalyst that helped me find out my God-given purpose because I came to terms with the fact that, yes, I love being a stay-at-home mom, but it's important for me in order to be happy and in order to be a good mom, in order for me to show up as a good friend, a good mom, a good spouse, I need something for myself. I need to be my best. In order for me to be my best, 
I need to have a career and it needs to be on my terms, not anybody else's terms. So that's when I went to work on finding my God-given purpose. So I need to feel secure. I don't want to constantly be worrying about money or anything of that nature. So essentially, I need to have time to work out. I need to have time to get into nature because as I mentioned, when I'm constantly being grateful and appreciative, nature is one of those things that just makes my life just a happier place immediately, right? So ultimately, you make a plan and you present it to the people that you need to in order to make it happen. So if you have a hard time asking for help, in order for you to actually reach your level of happiness that you want, you need to be okay with having those conversations and know that that's the only way to find your happiness. That's the only way for you to be your best, right? So have that conversation of, hey, I need time to work out. I need to spend time with my friends. Maybe it's only once a month that you spend time with your friends now that we're older, you know, but at the end of the day, as long as you're infusing these things into your life that are going to refuel you, they're going to replenish you, that is where you will start to see the transformation in your life. And ultimately, it's getting into who are you and what do you need? So being you, letting go of all of the things that hold you back from truly being yourself 100%, that is where the gold is, my friends. So I always tell my clients, once you find your God-given purpose, the fear of asking for help to make your goals happen, to make your mission and purpose happen, the fear of asking for help in order to make sure that you're your best for everyone else, it goes away. The fear of setting up boundaries, the fear of having those tough conversations, it becomes much less. It becomes doable because you then realize that your happiness is on the line. You then realize that happiness is on the other side that your goals can happen. You can make your dream life a reality. So once you know that with all of your soul, your fears either go away or they become manageable so that you can actually do what it is that you fear and it becomes less and less scary the more that you do it. Lastly, one thing that is truly helpful in managing and keeping your happiness is having open and honest communication. Now, as I mentioned, once you find your God-given purpose, once you are in relationship with God and your fears no longer run or dictate your life, ultimately it's easier, as I mentioned, to put up those boundaries. It's easier to have those difficult conversations. It's easier to ask for help when you need help, right? So that is the key. Not only that is when you are having open and honest communication with your friends and family, it's so important. One thing that has really revolutionized my life is no longer having expectations or making assumptions on what the other person is thinking, what their intentions are. None of that. Just approaching the conversation with a, you tell me, because I'm not going to assume, I'm not going to have these expectations. Because what was happening before I started to develop open and honest communication was I would get frustrated with the people in my life because they weren't meeting my expectations, such as Maybe my friends weren't calling me when it was apparent that I needed them. And in my mind, it was apparent, but clearly it wasn't apparent, right? And I made that assumption that it was apparent, but it wasn't. So then miscommunication happens, right? And then I get frustrated, they get frustrated, and then it causes tension, it causes unnecessary conflict, all because 
I made assumptions. I had these unrealistic expectations and I never communicated either of those things. So of course, we're not going to be on the same page. And so once I was able to drop the expectations of this is what they should do, right? Because I get madder than H-E double hockey sticks when people think that I should do something or they assume something about me. So why wouldn't I give that same courtesy to everyone else, right? So once I caught myself doing it over and over again, because this is definitely something that I have to tell you. It takes practice because it's very subconscious. Some of these thoughts that are coming from your brain, you don't even realize that are occurring until you have miscommunication, until you cause the tension, until there's conflict. Sometimes you don't realize that. And then, of course, when you have other people in your life and you maybe mention, oh my gosh, I'm frustrated because of this, this, and that. Those people in your life that you're telling this to, for example, they sometimes will enable you and say, yeah, I'd be upset too. And that only furthers your belief that you're right. All without even ever talking to the other person. So you've created this whole narrative and you've not had the conversation that you need to have in order to actually figure out if you are right or not. But instead, you're like, yeah, I'm so right in this situation. And the funny thing is, is you're probably so far from being right, my friends. So that is one thing that I have had to really work on is dropping the expectations, not make assumptions about what other people think, what their intentions are, all of that jazz, and then having the courage to have those open and honest communication. And that has really changed my life as well. So I hope this episode of showing you that happiness is actually attainable and the ways that you can create the life that you want in order to infuse happiness into your life, I hope that it's been beneficial. So as a recap, number one, one thing that I recommend and cannot recommend enough is get to work on finding your God-given purpose. It's going to change your world. It's going to help you overcome those fears that you have that are holding you back from following your dreams. And second thing that I highly recommend is that changing your mindset to it's not about you, right? And that ultimately gives you the freedom to be yourself. And if you're not there yet, I highly encourage you. The number one way essentially to to find your happiness is do the work on finding out who it is that you are, what it is that you need in your life to make you happy, right? So go listen to episode 19, How to Live a Happier Life. And that ultimately start infusing the things that make you happy into your life, right? And everything happens for a reason. Take your hardships and your disappointments and your failures as a learning experience and think of it as a way of meeting your goals. Ultimately, it had to happen in order for you to reach your bigger goal. And number three, let go of the how. Just because it didn't happen how you wanted it to doesn't mean it's not going to happen, okay? And then also infusing God throughout your day, whether it be listening to podcasts, devotionals, music, and just being grateful and appreciative. So looking at things throughout the day as a gift, essentially, as a blessing, as I mentioned, whenever I am able to see a day that's absolutely beautiful, I just cannot thank God enough. Like, thank you so much. It's the little things that ultimately are the big things in life, my friends. So 
get grateful, get appreciative, start being thankful that you are breathing, that you're alive, that you're able to think for yourself. It's all of those things, right? So also, lastly, drop the expectations, drop the assumptions of what others are thinking and expect, right? And have open and honest communication. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to be honest. Give the truth in love, my friends. That is going to make the world of a difference. And if you start infusing these things into your life, you can be happy on a continual basis. And not only that, you can get through the hard times knowing that everything is going to be okay and that God has good plans for you. Things are going to work out, I promise. Okay, that's really all that I have for you today. And I hope and pray that you have a great rest of the week and that you start infusing some of these into your life so that you can be happy. Yay. Okay. Until next time, you have a great rest of the week. Lastly, thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air and by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com. To learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.